the Catholic girl gives her beef burger to the Hindu girl and she eats it and she relishes it. And she wants to know where you bought from, mother made, how do you make it? I want to know the recipe. And then she, now then when she goes back, the Catholic girl is told that it is a taboo. Beef is a taboo for Hindus. And now she is scared. You know, these are the things. We have to look forward, not backward. Today in Adaview, we have with us a legendary writer who wrote in Kungani uh, comparatively a smaller language but awarded Nyanpeet Award which brought Kungani language into the limelight of our national arena. It is none other than Damodar. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Sir, uh, first I would like to uh, I would like to ask some personal questions. Uh, because uh, you, you born to Portuguese era and yes. studied in Mumbai, yes. uh, the old Bombay. Yes. And uh, you are well versed in Portuguese as well as in English. But you wrote in Kungini. Yes. Uh, as, I, as I said in the introductory remarks, that it is a, a comparatively a smaller, small language. Uh, why you chose Kungini as your uh, language for communication? Uh, I'll start from where you started. Uh, yes, I was born during the Portuguese regime. I was in my uh, late teens when the Portuguese were driven away. And when I was also witness uh, to the army action that uh, Operation Vijay, that our uh, Indian military army when they entered, I was there on the streets to welcome them. So, uh, in a way, it has helped me because I was born in during the Portuguese era and I have seen um, the, uh, the transformation phase and even transfer of power. I was very close to uh, the cities and uh, what was happening in Goa. Um, then I have also seen, uh, I know, the ex I have the experience of crossing over to uh, India because we had to have some passport-like documents to cross over and also I have seen many other agitations that happened in Goa. Many political moves uh, the government has taken and yes for my higher education I just completed SSE when Goa was uh, liberated and then I went to Mumbai for my uh, college uh, education. Uh, so th that was very, very vital for me because for the first time I was exp exposed uh, to a land which was earlier a foreign land and then of course in my heart it was my land and then also I was exposed to a different kind of uh, life in Mumbai and then of course uh, I came back in 66 after my graduation and since I had that urge to write and the only language to write my creative writings, I prefer to write in Kokni for two reasons. One, Kokni was, uh, Kokni was uh, underestimated by people, by, particularly by politicians, particularly by the Maharashtrian population because Maharashtra had an eye on Goa. 
they wanted Goa to be annexed to the state of Maharashtra. Yes, Goa is small. Goa has smaller uh, area today because of political borders. Otherwise, culturally, Goa is far bigger state. Uh, you, you may go up to Mangalore to call it a Konkani state. Yeah. You can go up to Ratnagiri to claim it as a Konkani land. But unfortunately, because of the colonial rule, our political borders are set. And as a result, um, the language, the, to make it an official language, it was constrained to this uh, uh, area only. But my language of uh, my creative writings I have written only in Konkani because I find uh, I can press, express best in my own language. That way I know also Marathi quite well, better than probably many many Maharashtrians. I can I know Hindi quite well because I have a flair for languages. I can also understand good enough uh, Gujarati. I can read Gujarati. Uh, I studied Portuguese until uh, the, um, the liberation, I can say. Then I switch over to Portuguese, English, and then, I, but I started writing only in uh, Konkani. Of course, I write articles in English. I continue to write. I can write articles in Marathi. I do write. I can um, have discourses in Marathi or Hindi or English. But then, for my creative writing, only Konkani. Uh, you mentioned that you have been you witnessed the transformation trans you have yeah. you witnessed the uh, transformation transformation of, of power yeah, yeah. from portuguese to uh, yes. the indian government yes uh, uh, the the culture that has been uh, remained uh, by the portuguese uh, as well as the living conditions that were prevailed in portuguese era yeah. Uh, that is uh, definitely be an influence in the Govan people's life uh, afterwards also. How uh, how these people of Goa uh, uh, continued their uh, traditions mm. uh, without any hindrance? Yeah, I understand your question fully well. Uh, as you said rightly, yes, I am witness to the earlier life and the later life and the transformation has taken place in the Goan society. But frankly, I believe uh, culture does not belong to power. Culture doesn't belong to uh, foreigners. It, is, it belongs to the land. So the land has always been an Indian land. So we always at our heart, whether you are Hindus or Christians or anybody, uh, it is, we all knew that this is an Indian territory. So we never uh, imbibed uh, the values, the cultural values of the Portuguese. We imbibed some uh, materialistic things like, for example, the etiquettes or, uh, uh, yes, uh, linguistic nuances uh, because you will find an umpteen number of uh, for, uh, terms which are absorbed in Konkani. But the Portuguese will not realize it is Portuguese. Now, like Kadel, this, this is chair where I'm sitting on. In Portuguese, it is Kadeira. But in Konkani, it becomes Kadel. <laughs> so it has now become Konkani term. So that way, yes, uh, 
the language has impacted our language and it has enriched the language it is not to the uh, you know we are not at loss as such but we have gained from it also similarly the best of uh, cultural uh, nuances we have learned from them uh, some mannerisms or some uh, but mostly whatever the best the portuguese had we have imbibed but yet we have retained our culture and i can proudly say it is indian culture but you will find a difference if you travel to goa and particularly in the olden days now it is getting diluted we have our own lifestyle you yeah. have, i don't know whether you heard the term sosegado sosegado is portuguese term which is come into goan uh, lifestyle i would say uh, sosegado is taking things easy mm. taking the difficult times in your stride facing uh, adversities but not getting disturbed mm. so that is uh, sosegado that is a laid back attitude of goans is mistaken as lazy goans it is not so and that is actually the best lifestyle for anybody to live long the unfortunately people misunderstand but we have imbibed many good things from the portuguese no regrets for that because we are happy that has enriched our culture but it is basically our own uh, rustic culture that uh, when we talk about the yes, uh, yes. language uh, recently uh, hindi uh, is has been uh, used as a political language and also uh, and also as a religious metaphor uh, in that circumstances the languages like kongani uh, or uh, other uh, minor languages that has been uh, awarded or represented or being uh, trying be trying to populate it these all things have uh, become uh, something political uh, how do you think about that see uh, it seems the people in the dispensation uh, they think differently a bit like uh, hindu hindi hindustani but then i don't think it will work nobody can impose any language i re- i recall how portuguese tried to impose their language in 1684 i'm talking about long time back in the history they had banned the use of language they have passed a decree to ban the language even in speech and it was made mandatory that people speak only portuguese they wanted to kill the language but it did not happen though there were a lot of conversions the new converts also did not accept it it was banned to uh, they could not speak in the open probably but they kept the language alive on that time so language cannot be killed one thing secondly uh, portuguese also tried to impress upon people's psyche aqui é portugal aqui é portugal meaning here is portugal they wanted to uh, you know make people forget their connections with india so they wanted to impress upon the people that you live in goa which is part of portugal they called it 
start with the India, that is the state in India, the Portuguese state in India, but people knew the folly behind it. So they could not succeed. And today also, whether wherever in the dispensation, I don't think they will succeed in imposing their language, not their language, it is our, all languages are ours. I can't say Malayalam is your language and mine is different. Yes, we have also learnt and imbibed so many terms from Malayalam language into ours. There is a lot of influence of Kannada language on my language. Similarly, uh, my language, Kokni, has also influenced Marathi. People have wrong notions. Yes, a lot of terms, Kokni terms, have gone into Marathi and Kannada. We have not done enough study over it. But, but I mean to say, all languages will survive, will uh, get enriched in spite of such impositions. Impositions of any kind, uh, I hate it, I don't like it. Uh, as you said, uh, uh, when we draw a parallel, yeah. uh, like what Portugal uh, yeah, try to do, try to do uh, that is what is happening nowadays also. They are using yes. Hindi as a political tool, they are uh, changing the uh, names of our uh, legal system to uh, to Hindi uh, and see, also and also one more thing yeah. they are uh, trying to uh, teach you that uh, this is not India but Bharat uh, the, that is happening that has happened long time back it is not they will not succeed I will tell you one thing power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, absolutely. so they are, they should be aware of it and people are aware of it. This is democracy. We have to uh, remember one thing. We should try to protect our democratic rights, our democratic, democratic system at any cost, even at the cost of life. That is very, very important. And I, I, am, I am optimistic that it will continue to remain so. And uh, I would like to come to your creative writings. Yes, I, I would like to mention Carmelin. Uh, the novel you have written about the uh, uh, migrated labors uh, that uh, went to uh, Gulf, Gulf region, countries, Gulf yeah. countries from Goa. And uh, we have also the same experience here in Kerala. Yes. Sir. Lot of people are uh, going abroad for their livelihood. Yes, sir. Uh, nowadays also, they, it happened in uh, many years back also and it also started uh, in a mass, uh, massive way. Uh, in late 60s as well as in early 90s, 70s as as that happened in Goa also. Uh, there is a, uh, I think uh, we have, Goa and Kerala have a lot of similar, things in similar <laughs> lot of things in common, yes, uh, particularly about this uh, migration. Yeah. It may be new uh, for Kerala people to migrate to other countries. It is a phenomenon probably hardly about uh, say um, 75 years old or 70 years old. For Goa it is not. Goans were used to uh, migrate uh, or rather live abroad uh, in the countries which were uh, either Portuguese colonies or British colonies. Most of Goans are, would go to East African countries like Zanzibar or Tanzania or uh, Uganda and all these countries. Even the Portuguese colonists like uh, uh, Angola or Mozambique. There are even now today you find Goans living there. They continued living there for for generations now, 
and these people are well, who were used to go to African countries. They would, uh, their people back home were relying heavily on the money orders that were coming from African countries from these uh, people who were away from Goa. But in 1961, Goa got liberated, and soon thereafter, almost in the same year, most of the African countries also were uh, found their in, uh, independence. Then the, all the regimes were almost taken over by the locals and locals always hated uh, those who supported or those who were in good terms with uh, the power that was earlier, the Britishers or the Portuguese. So most of the people had to come back. So many people preferred to come back to Goa. Many preferred uh, went to other countries like Canada or Australia or UK, mainly UK. Uh, but uh, the point that I was coming to, uh, the people now wanted some income from some source. Those who have come back and there was a, a, a vacuum that had taken place. So that is the time when uh, countries like Kuwait and uh, other uh, Arab countries, they threw their doors open. It was it started with when they got petrodollars, they had enough money and they wanted uh, domestic help. So it started with IAS and that is the time when they wanted um, IAS to work in their houses. And the poverty back home here in India prompted our women to go to uh, Gulf countries. I think there is one commonality between the Malayalam women and Goan women. They were firstly, they uh, culturally, they were richer, I would say. They, they would easily face any difficulties. They were ready to face. And in Goa particularly, they were used to uh, migration. Some people had gone earlier to other countries and come back. So, and when the poverty-stricken uh, women uh, found that this is a good opportunity, many, many uh, women went to mainly Kuwait to work as ayahs. Of course, even you prefer to go out alone, um, you have to pay price for it. They were uh, exploited in all senses. At, at home means 24 hours work. And besides, they were uh, exploited sexually also. So people don't talk about it because it's not very, uh, rather, it's not in good taste to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. But in literature, you can certainly bring to notice by uh, putting it in artistical artistic manner. I think it has happened in my case where I wrote a novel where uh, uh, I could expose the life they spent in Kuwait. Now the situation is changed. No more ayahs go to Gulf countries, very few if at all. But most of the women who go now, they, they are educated, they work in good companies, and they, work, they go with their um, husbands, better halves. So the situation is not the same like before. But the, I, have, I, am, I, th I hope I have done justice to uh, documentation of uh, the people who migrated there, particularly women. 
there is another uh, parallel between the malayalam literature yes, and uh, yes. your creative writings ns madhavan the famous uh, short story writer in malayalam has written a story uh, namely panja maha kanyamar that is connected to ramayana hmm. and you also written uh, teresa's man, man yeah. that is uh, connect that is the, that brought the ro- root from ramayana's mandodari i think <laughs> so there is there is a trans textual and transcultural exchange that yeah. we can see in malayalam literature as well as your writing so no, it's it's like the creative minds all over sometimes work uh, in the same direction and that is why you find these pieces but then uh, uh, i don't think <laughs> madhavan uh, had ever read my stories or i have read he then then wrote no 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 yeah, i know i know what do you mean but then at the same time i think many stories i have been written on similar topics like paul sakriya has written about the malayali people going out of kerala out of india in search of jobs like ias in united states or even other countries even in uh, i think arab countries also there are many writers who have written on these topics so there you will find many similarities in uh, literature because culture is same now mt vasudevan nair who has written that novel nalukittu uh, nalukittu that is translated into konkani i was surprise that so many things so many cultural nuances are the same even that we call it soki <laughs> uh, you know so uh, there are so many things cultural things which are common to malayalam and konkani you mentioned about mt now yeah. and uh, mt celebrating his 90th 90th birthday 90 yeah, recently to be there but unfortunately <laughs> i could not make it Uh, but uh, mt is a friend of mine he has visited my house uh, more than once and uh, i have gone i have been to his house even before he won the nyanpeet and we have um, we were together for five years in sahit academy where uh, we were on the executive board so i have been very close to him i enjoyed reading his uh, writings and i also i think i learned so many things from him it and uh, it doesn't talk much but with i found it different <laughs> it doesn't talk much in public probably with uh, others but then uh, with me we were he was very frank he we opened up very easily i remember the long uh, morning walks or evening walks we had in delhi when we were free so i'm very much very much attached to empty we we malayali celebrated his 90th birthday with lot of programs yeah, so yeah. many programs were there and he was facilitated by uh, many of the legendary people of uh, malayali uh, as well as uh, from other languages also yes i know but uh, we are celebrating the uh, writers the legendary writers yes but uh, nowadays uh, the reading culture reading practice of uh, the people in malayalam is uh, is not that much that happened in earlier days i think what about the govan 
but i don't believe it you know every every generation thinks oh earlier people would read a lot now people have given up reading this uh, today morning when i was talking at this sahityotsav also i mentioned it 100 years back it was ts eliot who said novel is dead <laughs> as if there is and there is no scope and many people believed it now people have enough uh, they have they have written enough novels and there is no more scope for novels but novel thrives continues to thrive again same thing with the other writings short stories people would say now it is the end of literature people are younger generation is does not want to uh, go for 50 years back Uh, another um, uh, article appeared in Saturday Review in the United States, stating vehemently stating that a younger generation is more interested in films than books, in images than words. It is not true. It would even today. I I know how many publishers uh, look forward to my uh, new uh, creative writings. already i have written one novel which is translated into uh, from konkani into kannada into marathi and now into getting published shortly in english and what happens is uh, it takes long probably because number of writers have also has also increased maybe one writer is not read maybe when mt was writing uh, or when tagri was writing probably there were millions writing simultaneously but writers which were in hundreds have gone into thousands <laughs> naturally the readership is also divided but i don't think so because younger generation may have uh, chosen to read uh, not the print books yeah yeah but then they they do read and i think this new technology will not uh, cut off them from literature only cut off them from probably the medium of uh, either books from books to uh, digital reading and uh, i would like to mention one of your another creative writing the in the name of humans yeah. in the land of humans in the land of land humans, of humans. Yeah. Uh, that created a controversy later on uh, and uh, uh, you have been threatened yeah. and your privacy has been <laughs> <laughs> limited no, threat had come from different quarters for different reasons not for this no, this uh, story there are many stories which many people have raised their voice against like uh, a story like burglar bugger a big burger so when two girls uh, are very close friends and uh, when they go for a picnic school going uh, uh, adolescent girls they exchange their tiffins and by mistake rather not knowing not realizing the catholic girl gives her beef burger to the hindu girl and she eats it and she relishes it and she wants to know where you bought from mother made how do you make it i want to know the recipe and then she now then when she goes back the catholic girl is told that it is a tabu beef is tabu for hindus and now she is scared she is scared more of her friend that she will get the scolding she will get bitten so you know this psychological turmoil which is the working of our adult people because girls are innocent they are uh, very innocent people but we 
pour these ideas in their minds. This story also when it was published, there were many, uh, many eyebrows were raised. Nobody uh, threatened as such for my writing. That way, Carmelin also when it was written, there were some quarter, some, some, from some quarters, uh, people objected, saying, you are spoiling the names of Catholics. Mm. Because it was the uh, Catholic community who were used to go migrate from Goa. So naturally, the ayah who went to uh, Goa, uh, from Goa to Kuwait, was from the Catholic community. I didn't choose her because she was Christian. Automatically, it has, she has taken place in my uh, novel. But people thought that I, uh, because Carmeline had to face uh, sexual exploitations from her owner back in uh, Kuwait, the people thought I am spoiling the name of Goans, Goan women or Catholic women. But there was one priest, Catholic priest, who said no, what he has written is it's a depiction of real life and it has to come forward. And he took upon himself the cudgels to uh, publish it uh, at his, in his uh, daily. What I mean to say is, um, I don't think uh, any threats, I don't have to, no writer should be. I am, I also refer to S. Harish, yeah. Misha, Misha was, was also. after writing it, it was misconstrued and people threatened him. It is unfortunate. This should not happen. What happened to Pirumal Murugan is still worse. He had to declare that writer Mirubun, uh, Pirumal Murugan is dead. But you can imagine the uh, the psychological, psychological turmoil that writers have to go through when innocently they write something. It is very unfortunate, but uh, I never bothered about it. Yes, uh, in the land of humans, where I was talking about uh, the killing of cows at butchery, uh, or rather, um, burger where beef burger is eaten by a Hindu girl. You know, these are the things we have to look forward, not backward. So, modern day people eat anything. If you go to Australia or US, you cannot remain. Uh, I don't say it is not possible because there are vegans also in Europe <laughs> and other places. But, uh, but it is difficult. Very difficult. No, no. You, you always move out in society. You eat what others eat. I never, uh, I never had any doubts in my mind. Whenever I am invited to Catholic weddings, I eat what they serve. Not of my choice. I'll see. If I don't like, I may not eat. And I have not taught my, I have three daughters, I have not taught my daughters also to keep away from any dish that is brought before you. So. Uh, but uh, the, in the land of humans, uh, created a, a controversy long after it has been published. Uh, yes, and, most of the things happen was, like that. And, that. and that was related to, uh, the controversy was created by the uh, so-called Gaurakshaks. Gaurakshaks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is true, but then it subsided also. Hmm. Uh, and and also the uh, you criticized the people behind the killing of uh, Mahindra Dhabolkar, yeah. and uh, that also created so many uh, enemies 
for it you is in the third chapter in the history of literature i would say where uh, people like narendra dabolkar who is an excellent writer of course he did not write fiction but in non fiction he was excellent he was uh, you know samaj sudharak yeah uh, you know whatever he wrote he wrote it was uh, in order to bring in transformation in society where people did not think properly or they were on the wrong path uh, same thing with uh, mm M. kalburgi he was of progressive Uh, mind so many is of his followers probably they did not like him uh, what happened to gauri lankesh also we know it is a, when gauri lankesh when she was assassinated then then uh, the sit people um, found that my name was on the hit list and then i was started i was given protection that's that apart but it is a very sad thing that uh, writers are uh, trolled writers are threatened uh, i think the society as a whole should give their full backing to creative writers writers or artists another thing i would like to uh, mention is uh, uh, now the uniform civil code yeah. is uh, very much in the uh, topics yeah and uh, it is always referred by the sankh parivar that goa has already been uh, implemented the uniform yes, civil yes. code there and the criticism uh, the critics of uniform civil code always uh, always referring to the hindu practices that has been uh, still prevalent in yeah. goa what is the real situation in no, goa i tell you in goa we enjoy i don't say anything about it we enjoy this uniform civil code that is prevailing in goa because it is it is only to protect our interests but it was goa of 60 years back now the so called hindu community which has which is prevailing today in goa they are of different kinds different sects different castes we had limited number of castes and it was to help our society i think we have benefited by uniform uh, common common civil code but unfortunately in india the rest of india where they want to implement they should implement in fact i am for uh, implementing uniform civil code but not by ignoring the sections uh, the sects uh, where their marital practices are different from ours so they have to be very cautious about it and i personally feel actually what is your intention i mean asking i'm asking yeah. the leaders yeah. at the helm what is the intention to bring in this i don't think intention is very clear and i don't think it is very honest the reason is they thought they think rather that if we bring in uh, common civil code uniform civil code then probably the other community the other and they want to in you know, stress upon that yeah. they prefer to the to other the others so they think that the other community will uh, raise hue and cry because it will go against their uh, practices it is not so it will there will be bigger and bigger uh, voice against uniform civil code 
from the Hindu community. Hindu community itself. But then they don't realize it, and now they have kept kept mum because it is, does not suit them. So what I mean is, if whatever you do with good intentions, then you have to be open, and we should be open to accept it. Uh, when we see Goa, the political situation, um, there is a, always a lot of political instability is there yes, in Goa, yes, yes. and uh, nowadays the BJP is uh, making their presence in government or uh, forming government by using money or muscle power or uh, yeah. buying MLAs or all those things are happening there. Yes. Uh, why Goans are uh, not at all interested in a clean political situation in Goa? No, it is not that. Goan, uh, Goans are very, you know, uh, they are aware of what is going on. They are always Jagrut, you know. But then they are taken for granted. And those, now politics has become a business. So those, those who invest in getting elected, they expect much more in return. So instead of working for the benefit of people, they prefer to change sides, get enough money for the next few generations and keep quiet. Yes, you find by nature, Goans are not, uh, you know, uh, not the kind of people who will take to streets or agitate. They are agitated from within. They don't like these practices. But unfortunately, it has become the uh, way of life. And it's very sad, very unfortunate. Uh, once get in, uh, and by, by the way, those who have changed the sides, it doesn't mean they have changed their own ideology. No, there is no <laughs> ideology. You know, uh, the present day, the government is BJP government. More than 60%, more than 60, 75% are non-BJPs. So it's a Congress BJP government. So they have bought at a time tens of uh, MLAs. I, I'm sorry I use the term bought, I don't say, <laughs> because I can't say that. But then uh, people talk about it. So it is true, they are changing sides, uh, but it is not directly uh, influencing the local uh, atmosphere. But yes, um, certainly they are doing slight, slowly but steadily. They are making uh, inroads in the psyche of people. Slightly, uh, the the minority feel threatened. But this is happen happening all over the country. Goa can't be away from that. But now and then, um, again and again, Goa has been electing non-BJP people. And, and BJP forms the government. government. Yeah, the BJP forms the government. Yeah, I would like to ask another one also because uh, what about the Christian uh, uh, believers, uh, yeah. followers of Christianity in Goa? Do they uh, believe in the BJP or uh, the BJP has? See, uh, leave aside uh, Hindu. I don't like to call these people Hindus and that people. It is not so. As I told you, at the first hustings after Goa's liberation, it was the Maharashtrawadi Gomantak Party. It is not because Maharashtrawadi Party 
महाराष्ट्रवादी प्रो महाराष्ट्र इट इज नॉट प्रो महाराष्ट्र इट वॉज अ पार्टी फॉर्म्ड बाय अवर फर्स्ट चीफ मिनिस्टर बांदोडकर वो हैड सम आइडियोलॉजी विच वॉज क्लोज एंड एवरी हिंदू थॉट डेट ही इज आवर मैन दैट इज बाई हिंदूज वेर विद हिम कैथलिक्स सुन आफ्टर लिबरेशन देर वेर एप्रीहेंशंस दैट नाउ दैट गोवा हैज जॉइन द इंडियन यूनियन प्रोबेबली द कैथलिक्स विल सफर दैट एप्रीहेंशन वॉज देर and that is why probably they came together to form united goans party mm-hmm. so ever since then there has been this divide in political divide oh, one uh, side there is maharashtra maharashtra wali bondak party is there and 60 40 we call it in uh, earlier it was 30 members so it will be 16 14 that is 16 14 and uh, 16 politics of 16 14 but then it changed later when the congress entered uh, avenue and now it's unfortunate it is not that catholics are highly educated they think properly but then uh, sometimes yes our people uh, take them for granted i ask this question because uh, in kerala yeah. the bjp is uh, planning to uh, enter into the christian community uh and they are uh, they are meeting the bishops they are going to the christian houses and uh, they are trying to make inroads into the christian community so that they think that the majority hindu population plus uh, christian minority yeah, they can form the government yeah. that is what is happening in uh, kerala uh, they are uh, they are not winning that is another case yeah. but they are trying uh, the uh, so so that i am asking about goa what yeah, is yeah. happening there no no basically uh, uh, a big chunk of hindus are against uh, the bjp they are with the congress they have been with the congress rather and uh, almost 100% of uh, catholics they are uh, not part of bjp never been part of bjp it's the power Uh, convenience you know the power politics plays a game so there are they need supposing it is a hindu party people call it a hindu party bjp then they want to prove that it is not a hindu party so they will try to uh, catch somebody and bring in giving me chick ticket or bring him in the party this politics goes on but uh, generally people are they prefer to live in a good harmony whether political or social uh, when we thought about the uh, national political scenario the bjp is in power from 2014 yes. and they uh, repeatedly won the election in 2019 with a bigger margin in 2024 they claim that they are going to yeah, win yeah. and uh, they are uh, implementing the hindutva policies through uh, um, yes. legal terms as well as illegal terms also and the situation all over the country uh, is uh, the the country is facing a threat to the democratic system as well as the secular system yeah. and uh, what do you think are you uh, a positive uh, yeah i am very i am an optim- optimist and i think uh, the number game they are playing will go on down and down uh, 
because nothing uh, is permanent in politics. Uh, yes, they are playing uh, the religious card, the caste card. That is creating problem. Um, unfortunately, I think uh, our uh, makers of constitution uh, had a vision and we were making a progress towards that, particularly secular India. Uh, but uh, for the last uh, two election terms, I think uh, we have suffered a big setback. We have to be very careful now. And I think uh, the conscientious people, educated people, uh, should look beyond uh, this religion and caste uh, issue. And then only we can come out of it. I, uh, but I'm hopeful that this equation will change. I don't think they will. But then common people who are away from TV or away from other the social media or away from uh, the mainstream uh, in ideology. I'm not talking about that, uh, the other ideology, but progressive-minded or secular-minded people. They are smaller in number, but they have capacity to influence others. I only hope they become active. And this is now uh, the new uh, method that the present dispensation has adapted of using ED and CBI and IT uh, to get what they want. Um, that is unfortunate. I don't understand why common people, probably it doesn't reach up to them. Why they don't understand these games? The educated people, they know. But I have more faith in uneducated, illiterate people who are very honest by nature. Unfortunately, they do not know what is happening. They cannot read in between the lines. So they get carried away when something happens. And nobody bothers about what happened to that those Pahelwan girls uh, yeah. who were molested uh, by the BJP uh, MP, the Prejubition Singh. He gets scot-free and uh, our great uh, woman leader who is the protector of women uh, in charge of welfare, women welfare, child children welfare. She is making big hue and cry when there is a flying kiss given to the entire house as if it is aimed at women, making an, an issue from nothing. And we know why it is made. People don't pay because all the media is sold out. Media, I rightly call it Godi media. But then because of that, probably we don't reach out to the common people. People think, yes, Rahul Gandhi has given a kiss. What, what do you mean by that? And what about the man sitting right behind? We can see on the screen. He was right few rows behind. It was Bridgebushan. Was, were molested and still case is going on and nobody talks about him. This is a very sad situation. The situation, uh, I mean, uh, the uh, unless uh, law and order is in place in our country, and nothing is going to improve. But I am hopeful that uh, and, uh, as writers, I think writers have a major role to play. 
whether artists or writers, they have to uh, use their uh, conscience when they write. They have to write with conscience. Otherwise, uh, they will only end up becoming cheerleaders of the leaders at the helm. Okay, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Much pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.